working on me. He's, he's, he hasn't given up. And, and so he's, he's going to address different aspects of our life. And I want to remind you in Psalm 24 that he desires to bring us up to his mountain. And Psalm 24, verse 3, it says, Who may go up to the mountain of the Lord? Who's this person that God is going to allow to come up to his mountain? And so in that regards, we know that there's going to be an answer. Because if there's a question, there's an answer. How many say amen? Who shall stand in this holy place? Who will go up and who will stand? And then verse 4 tells us, he who has clean hands. And that speaks of what you do. God is expecting you not to just have an inner faith, but what you do testifies of who you are. One of the that pastor I was talking today he said like this, he says, if, I, if I'm a pedophile and I'm a rapist and in my heart, I was like, brother, you're wicked. It's what you do that defines who you are. Don't, don't, don't say you're a thief and in your heart you're really a good person. Don't say you're raping, pedophile. And, and we've had people that come from the world into the church and they say, you know something, I'm a good person, but I just have this area that's bad. I said, well, look, we're going to teach you how to walk in righteousness. And if you continue to walk in unrighteousness, don't come across like you're doing good. Okay, so Christianity is not something in your heart hidden away. God knows what I was feeling. My little brother, I shouldn't say this because he's a big, big guy now. But when he was a teenager about Tristan's age, he told me like this. He goes, if I love my girlfriend, like, like a covenant love, even though we're not married and we have sex, it's okay. Because in our hearts, we're married. I'm like, brother, uh-uh. Uh-uh. It's what you do that defines who you are. And the people that go up to be with God, they have clean hands. They're doing deeds that are pure. And then it says they have pure hearts. So that's the inside. It's your thoughts also. And David says, forgive me of my inner thoughts, of my hidden thoughts, of the attitudes in my heart. And then he says, and the, the person who has a clean hands, pure hearts, who has not lifted up his soul to temporal things. Who's not stuck on the temporary. I feel bad for people that are living for this season of their life. Their next season is not going to be good. They're living for vanity, for the desires of the soul and not according to the spirit. And then finally, so that's deeds, thoughts, desires. Now, nor sworn deceitfully. God is concerned about what comes out of your mouth. How many say amen? God, when, when you swear, you're, you're saying something out of your mouth. And, and he doesn't want your words to be the wrong words. So the right action, the right thoughts, the right desires, and the right words. And tonight, we've got a preacher who's going to talk on words. Let's receive him with a warm welcome. I got a call two hours ago from... <laughs> And he asked me to come up here and preach and or have a word. And, and my word was no. Because I said, this is crazy. I'm not prepared. I got, I mean, I'm swamped at work. Uh, and I, but 
the more I prayed on it and I, and I got back with this, that it was a man of God that was giving me a word. So how can you say no to a man of God that gives you a word? As a matter of fact, uh, I have prepared something that a little teaching that I did, Yao and I, at the singles group. But then when I was, again, listening to the pastor about, you know, just being faithful, I started thinking of when I first got here and all these men of God that spoke into my life. Because this is my preaching today or my word was on the word, you know, the world-changing word, right? And I was just thinking of just uh, people like Oscar that when I was having problems with my wife that just spoke into my life, you know, and they just gave me words of encouragement. Even a gentleman that's not here anymore, uh, that he's in the world now, but in the time that God used even that man to speak into my life. And uh, I could keep on going, Lewis over here. I remember when uh, I first got here and I became an usher, and Lewis came up to me one day I was at the door where my son is now, which is funny, but there's my son there. And I remember that Lewis says, said to me, hey, mister, you can't, when they're preaching, don't let people in, don't let people out. If a guy goes to the bathroom, follow the guy. I'm going, what's going on with this guy? You know, I mean, I'm thinking, this guy's out, you know, I'm running a huge company, and this guy's telling me I gotta follow people to the bathroom. This guy's crazy. But you know what? I didn't do what my emotions were telling me to do or my mind. I followed a man of God's word. And, and when I started realizing that what he was telling me made all the sense in the world, we're at a church, we don't know who's in here. Guy comes to the door, we don't know this guy. He's going to the bathroom. We got our kids in those bathrooms. You know what? He was right. Man of God, a word. A small world like that, but here's the thing. You, I, I, I choose to listen to men of God. And men that have not only a word, but a testimony. Because that's the other part of the story, right? Uh, many people speak many things, but if they don't have a testimony, I don't follow them. I learned that from the pastor. I, I see that he's always researching people, and, and I'm like, I used to think, like, what's the thing with him, you know? He'll, he'll speak to me about this guy, and tell me, did you know this guy was born in this year, and he did this and that? And I used to think, man, well, he's a little, you know, like, too much into, like, researching people. And then I started realizing that it wasn't that he's really trying to find out if the guy, you know, any dirt on the guy. He's just trying to find out if the guy's for real. If it's what he is speaking is what he's acting, right? And, um, and anyway, so I don't know. I was just listening to him, and, and I just, like, said, you know, I just changed, like, what I was going to share on because I'm just, again, going back to all these men in my life that spoke into my life and that I chose to listen to, right? And I'm talking about men of God. Don't be listening to fools that have foolish lives and they're speaking into your life because guess what? You're going to be a fool, right? I, I, I mean, I've been involved, unfortunately, in many d bad business deals with guys that were fools, right? Because I started listening to people that had no testimony that these guys are just blah, blah, blah. But then when it comes to, you know, reality, these guys will let you hang, right? Will abandon you in your tr times of trouble, right? But true men of God will never abandon you, okay? Um, 
And, and the word starts at the beginning with Genesis, right? Genesis 1, it says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the water. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. God didn't, like, do anything with his hands to make light. He spoke it with his words. So from the beginning, words are created the world, world that we live in. God created everything we see by a spoken word. Then I go to, then I was just meditating on some of these scriptures, and, and one that I find, found amazing is James 3.1. And that whole part three here of James where it says here on 3.1, my brethren, let not many of you become teachers knowing that we shall receive stricter judgment, for we all stumble in many things, if anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man, able also to bridle a whole body. Indeed, we put bits in horses' mouths that they may obey us, and we turn their whole body. I'm thinking, what does this mean? A bit and a, you know, a, a horse is guided by a little piece of metal that's in his mouth, and that is what's guiding him wherever you want it to go. And what it's saying here, and I was, I was like even asking the pastor, I'm trying to meditate on this word, and, and then I realized that here is saying, like, you could be foolish in a lot of things, man, but when you start, like, using your words to teach others, biblical teaching, your children, manners, that is going to guide them for the rest of their lives. And God's going to curse you, my friend, big time, if what you're teaching or what, you are, what you're teaching by your words to your children or to whomever you speak to, especially, you know, the word from the Bible, if you're giving him wrong information, God's going to deal with you. I, I know that the pastor, sometimes I'm with him, and he'll stop Jehovah Witnesses on the street, right? And he always starts... Like, and I was like, again, you know, because I, I learned a lot from him. And I used to say, like, why does he always, like, attack these guys, right? But he's not attacking them. And, you know, these guys are, are prophesizing things that are not true. And there are foolish men out there that are listening to these guys, right? And they start knocking on doors. They start changing their lives. And they're going, I mean, they're not going to go, there's not, they're not going to be on that 100,000-man group that they say is going to go to heaven, okay? So, I mean, he's really trying to, you know, he's going to give them the right word, right? Because he wants to save them. He's concerned about these people that are out there messing around with people's minds, right? Um, and then I, it continues here um, on uh, 3, 4 of James. It says here, look, look also at, at ships, although they are so large and are driven by a fierce winds, they are turned by a very small rudder, what, wherever it plots desire, it's wherever the pilot desires. Your tongue, being so small, can literally 
take people wherever you want them to go. Uh, it continues here. It says, even, even so, the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. See how great a forest, a little fire kindles. A little match, right, that you could throw in here can set this whole place on fire, right? A little tiny match can destroy this whole building and kill everyone in here. The same way that little match is what we as human beings are thankful for, fire, for our existence, right? So a controlled tongue can be used to bless or destroy, to edify or destroy, right? To build a building or destroy a building. Um, James 3.7 to 3.16. For every kind of beast and birds or reptile and creatures of the sea is tamed and has been tamed by mankind. But no man can tame the tongue. It is utterly evil, full of deadly poison. With it we bless our God or Father, and with it we curse men. So again, here the scripture is saying we're either going to curse you or bless you. You know that we're the only like beings, human beings, man, that, can, that has a spoken language, right? Animals can't speak, right? You, you don't, no one can understand them, but maybe themselves, no one can be, no, we've never been able to prove that an animal can speak, right? We're the only ones that God has given that, right? That miracle to, the miracle of speech, right? But that, again, can be used for good or bad. And it keeps on talking here how you cannot have a spring with sweet water and salt water, right? It doesn't mix. Either you're going to be talking good things into people's lives or evil things, right? Um, we need to speak life, not death, into people. Uh, we have bitterness in our hearts, but don't curse the lives of, the, of others. Here, I was reading this part here. Let me see if I find it. Um, was talking about yeah, let me see here. Uh, Romans, Romans twelve fourteen. Can you get there? Romans, Romans twelve fourteen. Bless those who prosecute you, and bless. And do not curse. I had a, a, a gentleman, which is, is, is now my partner. And this guy, when I first met him, uh, everything he did in our relationship was to curse me. I mean, he did everything possible, this guy, to ruin every... We met like a little bit as he was in one field and I was in another industry, but we kind of like worked together in certain projects. But everything this guy did was to mess with me, right? He spoke bad about me with his words. He acted, you know, in bad, in malice with other people that I dealt with. But every time this guy did something negative against me, I blessed him. And I always spoke 
like, right, yeah? <laughs> you know, because I learned that also, being a Christian, right? You know, I blessed that guy's life. Every time he would do something against me, I bless him, right? And uh, people would say, hey, this guy said that about you. I said, well, you know what? He's not a bad guy. And, and the funny thing is that when that guy saw my testimony, that everything he did, right, I would not budge, and I kept on talking good things about him, and he would talk bad about me, and I would talk good about him. Guess what? That guy gave in, man, right? You know, God, God intervened, right? God intervened, and because of that whole craziness and that I kept on blessing him when he kept on going against, you know, he tried everything to, to derail me. He would laugh that I was a Christian. He was, you know, whatever. All, everything that happened in, those, in that time period. But at the, at the end, you know what? The guy saw that I had a testimony because he was trying to break me. I guess he was trying to see if I was for real, right? Because here's the thing, that when you start telling people you're a Christian, I hate that. When people say, I'm a Christian, and then they rip me off. You know what I'm saying? Like, I hate that. If you're a Christian, mister, and then people say, oh, that guy ripped me off, and he said he was a Christian. I go, he's no Christian. What do you mean he's a Christian? If he ripped you off, can he be a Christian? Absolutely not, right? Because God doesn't talk in tongues, right? He can't, he's either this or that. God doesn't let a guy rip you off and also bless you. That guy's a criminal. He's not a Christian, okay? And um, anyway, long story short, man, when this guy saw that I was for real, right, and that I wasn't playing games, and, and this guy became my friend. You know, we became friends. We became partners, right? And now we are partners in like the largest insurance trucking agency in South Florida, right? So God blessed me, right, for just doing what I, w I think I was supposed to do as a Christian anyway. I didn't think I did anything special, to be honest with you. I just follow God's word. That's it. So it's following God's word, and it's not easy to follow God's word sometimes, but, I, but it's the only way, right? Uh, uh, it's, it's a, a decision that we need to make in our lives, right? No matter what our minds tell us sometimes, like don't do, you know, the guy's this guy, if, you're, if a man of God is talking to you that has a testimony, man, take it serious what the guy's telling you. Because I've seen a pastor and, and, and I've been with men that we've spoken into their lives truth and they decided to hear an idiot, right? Instead of God's word, right? And I don't need to tell you where these guys are today. They're not here. I'll tell you that much, right? Um, anyway, it's just encouraging you to follow, you know, to just listen to the word, man. Read those scriptures. Listen to the word of God. Listen to godly men. Um, it says here, you don't have to agree with everything, but you need to know how to talk and disagree, right? So... Again, it's not about agreeing with you. When you're, I feel anyway, when you're a Christian, you're at a high level. You know what I mean? Don't let people bring you down to their level. I spoke to a gentleman one time, and he's a great guy. He, he was, you know, he got into a, a fight with a guy. And, and, I, and, I, and I go, dude, let me ask you something. You're always preaching to me, right? Reading, reading Bible scriptures to me and, you know, Ever since I know you've been reading Bible and telling, correcting me, and I'm listening to you because I'm thinking, you know, okay, this guy is t 
talking things that are here in the Bible. It makes sense what he's saying. The next thing you know, the guy's in a fist fight, right? I mean, it, we are held at, at a higher standard when, we're, when we are proclaiming ourselves to be, with our words, Christians. So don't be saying you're Christians if you're not for real, man. Say, well, you know what, I like, kind of like Jesus Christ, you know, but, uh, you know, I'm not a Christian, right? What he, what he says makes, you know, I like Buddha, I like whatever, but you're not a Christian, man. You're not part of our group. Uh, you know, th this is a, a I, I feel that we are a blessed group of people, right? And the, and the men that are here serving in this house are blessed men. Um, it goes back to when the pastor called me today, and I, and I was yesterday at a men's meeting here, and he was talking about uh, uh, Edwin Cole, which has written a lot of books on manhood and so forth. And, and he was saying, God proves us by serving first, right? So that was another thing. When, I, when he asked me to do this, I was like, again, I, got, I brought fouled. I'm like, this is crazy. But then, again, I was saying, you know what? I was, last night, I was at this men's group, and I was saying, yeah, uh, God proves us by serving first. That's right. And he's asking me to serve, and I don't want to do it. So, again, you know, it's crazy how sometimes we act. Um, I'm going to go here to... Your words are powerful. The devil is everywhere and he also has words right um, if you preach scripture but blast people will affect your life it's something like i was just saying a second ago if you're going around man like this happens at church that you're going around preaching to people and then you're living a double life come on that ain't gonna happen here uh, I, I tell people all the time, I see a lot of people have gone through here, and, and even friends of mine, family members of mine that have come here, and they've left. And, uh, and like they'll say, well, no, I go, why do, you, why do you stop coming? And it's like, no, because the, the, the service is too long, the service is too short, I didn't like the lunchroom, some guy didn't say hi to me, right? All types of excuses. But, but I really feel that, that it's none of that. It's the conviction. They don't have a, they, there's a conviction in certain people, good or bad. And some people have a conviction of not wanting to be part of something great. Some people want to continue in the caca, right? And, and that's what they want to do. Like Oscar always says, you know, Coco or caca, right, Oscar? <laughs> well, some people, I realize they choose caca. That's it, you know? And, you can, and I used to go like, but I don't get this. I mean, uh, why would you? But they like it. So you know what? Good for them. I don't want to be part of them. So you know what? Don't, I, I, I stopped trying to change these people, right? Because when I started trying to change them, I noticed that I was changing. And I go, wait a minute. Now I'm involved in that caca, right? So, you know. Be careful, you know, be careful who you're speaking to, who you're dealing with, who you're trying to give a word to, right? Because they could backfire on you, okay? It's easier, like they always say, it's easier to do what? Is it easier to bring someone down or put someone up? Bring someone down, mister, you know? So, I like, that's my pastor saying mister. I love that. You know, he would say mister, okay? 
Um, we saw the other night, uh, Pastor Mediero, when he was here, he, he asked me, hey, have you ever seen that movie, uh, Faith Like a Potato? And I'm like, yeah, and I go, no, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I've never, I, Faith Like a Potato? I mean, that's not like the type of movie, is that like a Rambo movie? Is there killing in it? I mean, does a guy use the potato as a weapon? He says, no, it's a Christian movie. And I go, Faith, he, he says, wait a minute. I'm going to get you that movie, and I don't know if everyone knows Pastor Medieto, right? We, you know how he, and this guy is a man of his word. The next day, he had Mr. Palma, his son-in-law, at my house with this movie, Faith Like a Potato. And I'm like, oh, yeah. He says, he wants you to watch, because he's going to change it. And I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm going to watch that movie for sure. Right away, I put the movie away, and I watched the movie, right? But the other day, I don't know. Again, because I have a very godly wife, right? That, and, and, you know. Because, again, that's another blessing that I, that I have, right? And, and she watched Faith Like a Potato, right? And she says, you know, you got to watch this movie. And, and that's the other thing. When my wife also speaks to me, I also listen, right? Because she is also a woman of God, and she also has a good word and I watched this movie, and this whole thing is, and I don't want to ruin the movie for you guys, but I don't think a lot of you are going to run out now and buy, you know, Faith Like a Potato. I have it if anyone wants it, uh, wants me to lend it to them, okay? And, and the whole movie is about this guy who was a non-believer, and how he made a, he went and he heard a man of God have, with, that gave him a great word, and that word was to have faith and if you had faith, if you speak something with faith, God will make it happen, man. And the guy, there was a, a group like this, and all these guys, amen, hallelujah, everybody came forward, they all accepted Christ, but that's the only guy, and he was the atheist of the group because everyone else at that service was a Christian. But none of them really believed what the pastor was saying. They just wanted to be part of that group. But this guy took it for real, man. He took that guy's word in, like, for real. He says, you know what? I'm going to choose from this day on to believe the word. I'm going to believe what God says. If God says that I could heal people with my words, I'm gonna, I could do it. And he, the first thing that happens, some little girl's dying. She dies, and the, the guy goes and prays for this girl to, to come back to life. And the girl comes back to life. And everyone there was like, oh, my God, this is for, even the guy says, oh, my God, right? This is for real, right? So a potato, which I didn't even know this, right? This, I'm like, I'm thinking potatoes grow on trees or something. I didn't know they grow underground, right? Because that's the other thing. I'm like thinking where the guys, I see these guys because this is an Australian movie, right? And they're planting these seeds. And I'm like, I'm going like, I don't get this. I don't see anything growing, and this guy is saying it's going to happen. I'm going like, oh, this guy's crazy. How is it going to happen? There's nothing growing, right? Then I realize a potato, right? <laughs> so the guy is praying for the potato, and, when, and, and it, was, uh, it was dry. All the other farmers had gone out of business, right? There was a drought. And, and even this guy had so much faith that before they even look to see if any potatoes were underground because you can't see a potato. You, you only find out if they're there when you dig it up, right? So 
all, this guy was so inspiring to everyone else around him, right, that even people started, again, because this guy had a testimony now, right? He was living what he was preaching. Now he's preaching to people out there, and everyone from that town showed up to help the guy with a harvest that no one knew was going to be there or not. So, like, hundreds of people show up to help this guy just on faith, man. And God always comes through. He always comes through. When they dig this up, all there was, like, a load of potatoes, right? So, anyway, that's how that movie came about. I thought that was interesting. And I promise I wasn't going to be long, right? So, the last... No, no, not a half hour more. Um, anyway, the, the last thing I want to touch on and that I touched on in our singles group, which uh, I travel, I have the honor of, of traveling with the pastor every once in a while. And one of the things that I always tell people, you know, about how serious this man is and how serious you really have to be to be around him, right? Because, I mean, he's not a guy that's led by fools, okay? When you see that he invites someone here, believe me, he's researched this guy, right? And he knows that what this guy, that this guy is for real, okay? And uh, we were in Peru, and, uh, and these people from, I think they were from uh, ministry in Puerto Rico, they started, like, prophesizing over people, right? They started praying over people, and they're like, all these pastors go up there. They're all running to hear these guys, or oh, you're going to be rich, and you're going to have a huge church, and this and that. And, uh, and they came looking for Pastor Molina, and he said, the guy, hey, Pastor, you're next. And he says, no, uh, no, mister, I'm not going to go. And, the, the gay look, and they looked at me, and I said, if he doesn't go, I'm not going to go. <laughs> and then, I, and then, this is, and then I, I asked him, hey, let me ask you this. Why aren't we going, right? <laughs> and he said, listen, are you going to let someone touch you, put, lay their hands on you, and speak into your lives, into your life that you don't even know? And I go, well, I never thought of it that way, right? And then it brought it, me back to uh, First uh, Timothy 4.14, I think. Let me see. Do not neglect the gift that is in you, which, is, which was given to you by prophecy with the laying on of the hands of eldership. Which what it means is that, you know, the same way that someone could put their little hands on you and talk all these blessings, that guy might not be living that life that he is blessing you with, and he could, he could pass uh, he could be passing curses onto your life instead of blessings, right? And, and it brings me to a friend of mine who uh, he went to high school with me, and, and uh, he's a Christian. He, as a matter of fact, he got saved here with uh, Pastor Molina when he first started his church, right? He, and, um, and I said, hey, I mean, what's your story? You know, because we all have a story, right? I mean, I've met very few Christians that don't have a story, okay? So, you know, I mean, you, you came from a rich family. I, when we were in high school, we were friends. I thought this guy, like, had it all, right? And he started telling me that, that 
when he finished high school, he went to UM, and then he went to live in, New, in California. He's in the computer in the, uh, business, whatever, technology. And he started, going to, he started going to fortune tellers, okay? And these fortune tellers, he got addicted to this to such an extreme that the guy lost he, the jobs that he had over there in, in Napa Valley or whatever. He gave all these fortune tellers all his money, right? He showed up back here destroyed. And he had already accepted Christ, right? And then he said, wait a minute. I don't know what I did. I don't know how I got myself into this. I'm, I want to be a Christian. And I'm going to go back and I'm going to follow Jesus Christ. So what do you think the first thing this guy looks for? What type of church do you think this guy looked for? No, mister. He looked for a church where there were prophets. <laughs> right? Yeah. So this guy has gone from, a, from prophets to prophet. Every church that has a prophet. He, and then he, he, I spoke to him like, I don't know, a couple months ago. Where are you at now? He says, no, I found this lady, right, who's a prophet. And, uh, and she's a great prophet, and she's a woman of God. And, and I said, she's a woman of God. Where's her husband? Oh, no, she doesn't, she's not she's divorced. Well, she's divorced. She's a woman of God, and she's prophesizing into your life, right? Did anybody prophesy and her to not get divorced? Oh, what? Yeah, I mean, what do you know about this woman? No, well, I just heard. Well, like you heard from whom? Well, I heard from this guy which I met who told me that a guy, and do you know who the guy is? Well, not really. So in other words, this guy, and I, and I said to him, I said, listen, you know what? It seems to me that you just went from going to fortune tellers, right, to going to prophets. What's the difference? He says, no, but this is a Christian prophet. I go, mister, I'm sure there's a few Christian fortune tellers if you look hard enough, right? And uh, he didn't like that. He hasn't spoken to me since, but <laughs> we can't win them all, you know. But uh, anyway, so that's the other thing that I just want to touch on because someone told me a few months ago, someone that they took someone and they prophesied over their lives. And I, listen, I'm not telling you that a person's a prophet. And I don't, you know, that's not what I'm into, right? I don't know who's what. I remember who was it that, that uh, someone that came here one time. The was it Paul Adalo or the Iranian, the guy who's, isn't he? A, Reza Safa, right? Who I think has, he heals people, or who's a, I don't know, I think, right? Anyway, I think it was a guy who was a prophet or whatever, and he showed up here, and uh, a lady came from, I think, from Tampa because she heard that the guy was going to be here for him to prophesize into her life, right? Because she heard that this guy was really like the in thing, right? So she sat in the front row as he preached. And after the service, he started prophesizing into the lives of certain people. Not everyone. It was when God was giving him a word. That's the other thing. When you see people that prophesize like that guy that we met in Peru into everyone's life, there's a problem. Because God doesn't work that way, Okay. He'll give someone a word, but it usually is a specific word to a specific person, what I've seen, okay? But anyway, the lady, you know, like, she's, like, waiting for her turn to get a prophecy going, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and he's like, uh, so he never, he never prophesizes into her life. And the lady went up to him 
insulted and said, hey, I came all the way from Tampa for you to prophesy in my life. Who are you to not do it? And he said, lady, is this a, is this a circus? I mean, what? I don't have a word for you, right? So, you know what? Those are little things that I see in certain men that, I, I, again, he says he has a word and he didn't prophesize in my life, but you know what? I would think that maybe this guy does have a word from God because he's not acting as a clown. He's not a fortune teller, you know, and he told the lady, and I was there because I was an usher at the time, and he said to the lady, hey, lady, God hasn't spoken to my life to tell you anything, so I'm not going to prophesy, give you words that are not coming from God just because you want me to do it, right? So anyway, uh, be careful right? Because in our Christian lives, there are always going to be people that are going to say, go see this guy, go see that person. There's a miracle healer. You're going to get healed, right? We had a guy from our church that used to come here, and uh, I saw him not too long ago, and I asked him, I'm not going to mention where he's at, but (laughs) so the guy says to me, "Uh, no, because this church, uh, I've seen gold, right, come down on the heads of people, and I saw a guy's, uh, lady's uh, plastic ring turn to gold, right? And, uh, and I'm listening, I'm looking at this guy, and I'm like, dude, what? <laughs> and my son was there. He says, look, my dad bought a fake Rolex in New York. Can you make it real? <laughs> you know, <laughs> take it to the guy and make it real. And the guy says, well, you know, and he's like, wait a minute, right? But, <laughs> but it's funny that I started asking other people, right, that go to that person's church, and I asked them, hey, do you guys have gold coming down from the ceilings, or are people turning, is, it, is plastic turning into gold, and he says, no, I, I've been there five years, I've never seen that, so I'm thinking, what's the deal with that guy, that he would tell me something like that, right, but you know what that is, man, that's pure from, from I, I think, this from, that's from the devil, that guy, because those words that he's speaking into my life, my son is there, other people are there, you know what? All it takes is a gullible person, right? And guess what, man? That guy's over there at that church, like an idiot, with a fake, with a plastic ring, a fake Rolex, right? And, and you know what? It might not happen, but that guy starts talking, and that guy might have the power of the tongue. And before you know it, man, that guy's enrolled in something that you, the same way that this guy is going around prophesizing things that are not true, telling people lies. Before you know it, that guy just brought you down. So, you know what, when I now run into people that go to another church, I don't ask them anything about their church. I don't ask them, I don't want to know if they're turning gold or silver or they're, whatever is going on there. That's none of my business. If I could tell them about my church. If they want to know about where I'm going, I'll tell them. And you know what, I could tell them about our church is what the Bible says. Because there's, there's, I mean, there's, no, there's nothing special, man. I mean, we're, not, we're not doing anything here that special, I always say. You know, I mean... Uh, we, we run into people, and, and they're like, yeah, but you guys are nuts, or you guys are fanatics. I go, wait a minute. How are we fanatics? What are we doing that's so crazy? No, but, but, the, but no, because you guys say that I can't have a mistress, but why can't I have a mistress? And where does it say in the Bible? I go, mister, are you for real or what? You know what I'm saying? But, I mean, right? I mean, some of these guys come up with stuff left field, but we're not doing anything special, man. The pastor is not doing anything. He's a great pastor, but all he's doing is what the Bible tells. He's just following a book of instructions. That's it. 
and he's following it to the, to the T. So, you know, I mean, what else? So anyway, um, I encourage everyone to, uh, to just go forward, and when men of God speak into your life, man, take it serious, you know? Even if everything tells you that what these guys are saying is not right, take it serious, because you know what? It's going to be a life-changing experience because it changed my life. I could have cho- hey, I have a bunch of friends that are, they, they, I was getting divorced. But again, I ran into men of God that I chose to listen to, right? And I wasn't even a Christian, okay? So, but you know what? Even though I wasn't a Christian, there was something that they were, t- that they were saying that made sense. Again, it makes sense, man. If you just really, really like, just read the book, and, and if you just listen to what they're saying, it makes sense. Is there anything here that doesn't make sense? I mean, you tell me, is there something here that does not make sense? I don't know. I haven't found it yet, right? Um, and I had friends of mine that were in the same situation, and they chose not to listen. They chose to listen to fools. You know where they are? The, the divorce, their kids are who knows where, Right? Um, but you know what? We're, we have a God of second chances, right? And third chances and fourth chances. And people come here and say, no, but you guys, because by the, I have a, a problem and we, you guys, I go, no, mister, we don't have a problem. If you are homosexual, hey, you're welcome to come here. But we're not going to say it's okay what you're doing, Right? If you're living with someone and you're not married to that person, you could come here. But we're not going to say it's okay. If that's what you're looking for, for someone to tell you that it's good, no, we're not. Okay? Because, again, let's go back to this, Coco or Kaka, right? <laughs> and we're not going to call Coco Kaka, right? I mean, so, um, or Kaka Coco, okay? So, anyway, we are just doing what the Word says, Okay? So, again, I encourage everyone, man, that when everyone ha- any of you have a, uh, a chance to speak to Pastor Molina or any other men here that are, you know what, and how do you know if a guy's a man of God or faithful? You know what, faithful men, you know, that's the first thing. Are they faithful? Hey, mister, how long have you been here? Uh, well, <laughs> I've been here like a week, and I was at, and where were you before? Well, I was at this church for a week and the other church for a week, and the other two months I was nowhere. That's not the guy I'm going to be speaking to, man. I'm going to be speaking to guys that are faithful men. You know, I mean, I could name uh, just here, the guys that are here, George and here, you know, uh, Mr. Mister here, right, or our marriage uh, leader and his wife, uh, Oscar. Uh, I mean, so there's, there's, you know, there's a ton of men here that you could speak to at any time, and they're always open. And this pastor of ours is always open to, when I had a guy said to me, well, I can't speak to the pastor because I always try. I go, what? I go, hold on, let's see. I call Can I help you? I mean, he's always available for everyone, okay? Uh, and, and if he's not, he'll put you in contact with someone that is and, and, or his wife or, you know. So anyway, everyone here in this ministry is available for anyone that ever needs something. And again, we're here for, everyone, for anyone that wants to follow the rules. This is the rule right here. Is it? This word, there's nothing else. We're not, we're not creating anything other than this what's here. You'll never see anything here that's not here. If, he, if you ever get anything in the welcoming booth or anywhere here, 
Any word that you ever hear from anyone here is from here. And, if, and I, I'm going to tell you, because I see that, right? If, if anyone ever says something that's not for here, they're going to be corrected. And, and if they keep on doing it, well, it ain't going to happen because he, they won't be here. So you won't see them again, right? <laughs> not because of anything, but because we don't want anyone, the pastor doesn't want anyone to be led astray. Okay? So he does it because of the goodness of his heart, not because he wants people to leave, right? So, because, of course, he wants people to stay. He wants people to be saved. But, but at the same time, we're not going to be involved with people that are here to play games and that could bring other people down, you know? So anyway, uh, I'm going to end it with just saying, guys, move forward, and I encourage you just, again, listen to the Word of God and listen to men that have a, words, a word from God, okay? Amen. <laughs> <clears throat> this continues to confirm what God wants to do in our lives and uh, this is the first time Orlando shares but I, I want to hear him some more how many say amen awesome if you read with me Jeremiah chapter 5 you'll see God speak the same exact words I didn't know what Orlando was going to share I didn't give him an advance notice, but I think a man should always be ready in season and out of season to share his heart, and that's what he's done tonight. Jeremiah 1, God says, go through all the streets of my town, Jerusalem, and see and know, and seek out in the open places if you could find a man, if there's anyone who wants to do the real thing, who wants to bring my reality to my people, any man who seeks truth so that I can forgive in verse 2, he says, thus says the Lord, as the Lord lives, surely they swear falsely. They say, I'm a Christian, and they're not. They say they love the Lord, and they don't. They say they read the Bible, and they don't keep the Bible. They're lying. This is God speaking. There's false people in, in the affairs of the city of God. Verse 3, he says, O Lord, are you not, are you not your eyes on the truth? How many don't... How many think that God is interested in this thing being for real? God, aren't your eyes, isn't your favor on those people that walk in truth? You strike, there's consequences for not walking on truth. When, when we're not doing what God wants, we're going to be hurt. That's, that's my only concern. When we're not doing what God wants, we're going to be hurt. And he says, even when they're hurt, they do but they have not grieved. Even while they're suffering and they're hurt for doing what's not truthful, they're not sad. And when they are destroyed, they have refused to receive correction. The one thing is you say, no, this is not happening to me. Hey, here's a correction. I don't want it. And then he says, they have made their faces hard as a rock. That's where caradura comes from. Tú eres un fresco. Tú eres un cada... Listen, you're like, I'm not stopping. I'm going to bang my head on the wall. They put their face like if nothing's going to move it. They've made their face as hard as a rock. They have refused to turn back. Does it sound like anybody? They just persist in their rebellion. They persist in their lack of wanting to walk in truth. Therefore, say with me, for this reason, verse 4, I said, they shall surely be poverty-stricken, poor. 
They are foolish because they have not known the way of the Lord and they can't tell when God is leading them. This is incredible. I don't, I don't know if after, after 10 years of being in Christianity, I'm going to say, yeah, yeah, Lord, I got it, I got it, I got it. Okay, thank you very much. No, thank you. And you go and do everything opposite than what you know God has instructed you. And it's crazy. Let's put it, let's get on our feet. We thank the Lord for Orlando's life. We've seen him from the first day. We've seen him tonight. I'm excited because there's a man of God in the making. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you tonight for this word. We give you thanks for the heart, uh, the pure heart of a man who speaks truth, Lord. We pray, Father God, that this would only be the beginning of what you're going to do, not only in his life, but even the last person that came here like he did 10 years ago, Lord. That you raise up godly men with godly marriages and godly families that are willing to stand for truth, O oh God. That are willing to, to live this life to manifest your glory, Lord. This is not our glory. These are not our words. I don't have opinions and feelings. This is your heart for your people, your standards, your ways. You correct us. You strike us. You grieve us, Lord, because we can't, we can't meet that standard, Lord. But we love truth tonight, Lord. We love your ways. Your ways have built our families. Your ways have healed our sons and given us a future and a hope, Lord, that we might fight the battles of the Lord in Jerusalem, in the house of God, in the city of God, against those who make their faces hard as a stone, Lord, and reject truth and swear falsely and want to say they're Christians when they're not and want to worship God on Sunday when they're not living godly lives during the week, O oh God. We don't want them here, O oh God. We want new people that want to learn and hear, but not people who do not love instruction and correction and wisdom, O oh God. Save us, Lord. Deliver us from ourselves. Free us. From all this self-deception in our lives, Lord. That each day we could pay a greater price, Lord, so that we might experience your glory for the coming generations. We pray in Jesus' name and the house of God says, Amen. God bless.